0: This series is produced by the folks at Vic Health, Victoria's Health Promotion Agency. But my, my my recommendation to you is, if you don't like that vegetable, or if you haven't liked that vegetable, it's not the veg you don't like. It's just the way that you've been served it. So find a different way to eat it. Whether it's green and you burn it, whether it's seasoning it properly or changing up the seasoning, whether it's braising something that you've only ever had raw.
1: Hello and a big welcome to In Good Health. I'm your host, Dr. Sandro. I'm a medical doctor, public health expert, Health CEO and foodie. It's my pleasure to welcome back our very special guest, Alice Zaslowski. Alice is an Australian book industry award-winning author of the best-selling cookbook, In Praise of Veg, a definitive guide to cooking with vegetables that has quickly become a staple in Australian kitchens. Alice is also a known food literacy advocate, resident culinary correspondent on the ABC, as well as food editor for the Weekly Review. In today's episode, we'll call Alice and discuss how we can learn to love veggies once and for all, even for our little ones. Let's give her a call. Alice, awesome to have you back, our resident veg guru, Mm. uh, chef extraordinaire, um, author, Master Chef, I mean, you've you've done it all. and teacher. I mean, vegetables and Alice's lasky, I mean it's kind of they're almost synonymous. Have you always loved vegetables?
0: I have always loved vegetables, Sandro. I'm one of those very fortunate people that grew up loving veg. Uh, and I say I'm fortunate. my parents were fortunate too, because they never had those dinnertime battles, which I now realise are more normal than, um, than then probably parents listening to this might themselves realise. But um, I grew up in a family where we grew our own vegetables. My parents were took it very seriously that the vegetables were well cooked and well seasoned because I grew up in the Soviet Union where food was at times scarce. And um, thankfully, in order to control control the controllables, we grew our own and we made do with what we had.
1: Taking back to your childhood, I mean, mm. what, what were you eating? What was what was it like? What were the fam- favourite family dishes and what did you grow? Uh,
0: I grew up in a country called Georgia in the former Soviet Union. So Georgia's in between Asia, the Middle East and Russia. So if you think of the cuisine as a melting pot of all of those things and especially being on the spice trail, mm. uh, Georgian vegetables or food in general is very spice heavy. It's almost like curry pastes and curry powders of say the the subcontinent, are mixed in with the Middle Eastern vegetables like eggplant um, and we we cooked a lot with fresh coriander, ground coriander. Um, There was a lot of sort of wild green action but Mm. also from the Russian side there was a lot of borscht. My borscht recipe, if we don't have borscht in a big pot in the fridge, at all times, our two and a half year old is ropeable because that <laughs> is every day she'll eat borscht at least once a day, if not twice. She's been known to eat it at three meals in the day and ask and awesome. for seconds as well. And I don't say that boastfully. What I say that to hopefully encourage parents to think about is that kids can and will love vegetables. It's all in the way you frame it and it's all in the branding. So in our household, we start with the veg that's it I
1: love it it's all in the branding and you, were, you weren't you weren't being boastful or borschtful but um <laughs> but so what, what what would you say to people then who who tell you uh Alice I don't like vegetables
0: I think that's probably why I'm so driven to encourage people to change their approach because I've been there like I I can totally empathize that for some people they just can't get around it. But Mm. I think also the reason why I empathize with it is because I'm empathizing with the vegetables. I think (laughs) vegetables are the bullied ones and they get a really bad rap. They get a bad rap. They do. They do. You know, when we think about the punchline for jokes. So that's what I'm trying to encourage. And I get really excited. I think also because uh, sometimes those light bulb moments for me where people go, oh, I hadn't thought about eggplant in that way. Eggplant. Um,
1: it, it, that's that's such a big one. Everyone yes. always talks about. Oh, I don't like eggplant. I don't like eggplant. But yes. but it's such an amazing vegetable, and it can, can be cooked in so many ways. I mean, what 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 do you tell people? What's what's the starting point for people who say I don't like vegetables, or even I don't like eggplant?
0: the starting point is it depends on the veg. So for eggplant, it's often because they've eaten it undercooked and undercooked eggplant being a nightshade can be really um, bitey on the tongue. You know, it's got that real bitterness, bitterness, but it also, you know, it also kind of tingles on the tongue. That's the eggplant's natural defense mechanism. And it's nothing to be kind of worried about it's just something that you can overcook your way out of so most veg you don't want to overcook particularly the brassica family but the eggplants you can overcook them Um, in fact most nightshades you know even tomatoes a long slow Mm. roasted tomato sauce yes yes oof so it really depends on the veg so fennel for example some people don't like the um sort of licorice note in fennel it might remind them of uh a medicine that they had as a child. When you braise fennel, it stops being as anisey and it starts being more like a honey. It's just a Mm. wonderful vegetable, you know. So so it really comes down to making friends with salad by (laughs) recognising that the vegetables of your childhood don't have to be the vegetables that follow you and haunt you for the rest of your life.
1: Now, I have to stop for a second because you've dropped some big words in the last little while, you know, brassicas, braise, (laughs) i mean i I have to remind the audience that this is the same alice that was on masterchef so you know we're 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 not just you know talking with uh with with someone who does a little bit of cooking in the sidelines i mean you 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 know what you're talking about but when you say braise i mean Mm. when you when you braise a vegetable what what does that mean
0: just a long, slow cook, a wet cook. Um, you know, whether it's normally people would use the term braise for meats, right? So mm. it's like a low and slow braise of a secondary cut. But again, that's another really good way of pushing past eating veg in the same old boring way is think of them and give them the same um, treatment, the same respect as you might an animal protein. Mm. And that's what a lot of chefs are doing. A lot of restaurants are thinking, rethinking the way that they cook veg and saying, well, if I can make a steak. Um, more delicious by having a really lovely caramelised crust? Can I do the same with celeriac? And the answer is, yes, you can.
1: I think the key message coming out for me, which you've said a couple of times, is, you know, veg can be amazing as long as it's well-seasoned and well-cooked. So yes. so what, what would be... I, I want you to pretend that, uh, <laughs> you know, I've never cooked before, I don't like vegetables. Like, where, what would be your your two or three, you know, what are the veg, how would you cook it that are the absolute kind of going to get anyone over line. What what are your go-tos?
0: Oh, man, Sandro, that's like a how long is a piece of string question. <laughs> so I think top my... Top three, top three. So every person has a different flavour profile that's their own and a different kind of palette, uh, a different capability. So my first tip is that you need to start with the onion for savoury dishes. So always, if you're trying to do your five and two, um, which let's put a pin in that conversation, but if you are trying to get your five veg a day, adding onion to a dish is a really easy way to do it. And it's also a really great way of adding flavour. So the first thing that I do for every single savoury dish is I slice up or dice up my onion. I pop it in a pan with olive oil or um, olive oil and butter sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then I whack a lid on it and that sweats and recirculates. And that's eight to 10 minutes that you need to sweat your onion. A lot of people are not sweating their onion for long enough. And then their dish just has that, like firstly, textural, but also the kind of uh, acridness that or the pungency that comes with not cooking onion down enough. So Sweated onion, passata always. Mm. So some sort of... How um, are you talking? If they're either tinned tomatoes, whole peeled, or it could be just a sauce. You know, there's a reason why so many families around the world have a sauce day. We had a sauce day in Georgia, you know, except we were making satsivi instead of, um, as you might make, passata. So that's that goes in with my sweated down onions. Of course, garlic goes in as well. Of course. And then that's your source base and you can yep. then decide. So it might be, um, let's say you could add some peas into that and make that into like a red and green pasta sauce, yes. um, you know, yep. cook that down uh, and don't, don't even hesitate. If you've only got frozen peas, whack those frozen peas in there because actually sometimes frozen peas are sweeter mm. and more nutritious than particularly if they're out of season than the peas that you buy at the shops. So I've always got frozen peas, frozen corn in the freezer. So that goes in your sauce. Um, I love olives. Gosh, into this one, I would definitely add some olives. So I'm thinking I've got my passata. That's quite a sweet sauce. In fact, Mm. I'm going to sprinkle in a smidge of sugar. Like I'm talking a pinch and not like Mm -hmm. a chef's pinch, but like a a little bit, and if you're if you're not a sugar person, if you're thinking, oh no, I don't want to add excess sugar to my food, that's fine. Um, and then if you've got tomato paste, just a teaspoon or a tablespoon of that, um, whack that in there. So you could braise it. You can use it as a braising sauce or you can just cook it really, really quite vigorously, let it bubble away and intensify while you cook your pasta in a separate pot. And when the pasta's ready, you add that in there, you add a splash of uh, the pasta water, done. At that point, you can also add fresh herbs. So Mm -hmm. fresh soft herbs like um, parsley or something like, um, you know, you could put some... Shervel in, some dill, whatever you want there, or and or you can add some baby spinach. Spinach can be really great. It's just that people overcook it. You yeah. really don't need to do much to wilt spinach. In fact, you just you don't even add water to the pan. You don't blanch it. None of that stuff. Just add it into something hot and the leaf just goes, well, yeah. <laughs> it just releases. It so and, mm. happy, done. Um, cool. So I think that already is onion, garlic, tomato, olives, baby spinach. You've got your five. You yeah. Know, bam, got bam, bam, your five veg. You got your five. And everything else is just a bonus. And, and truly super easy. and super, super easy. easy. And then you've got your soup. And that's another way actually that we always make sure that we have our veg in for the day. Good tip that's what the veg soup is there for. That's the borscht or it doesn't have to be borscht. It could just be like whatever vegetables are in your crisper at the end of the week go into a pot with stock or just water if you want to and you just cook that down um, until you like the flavour of it and you can add stuff to it like pickle brine if you've got some of that left over. Um, If you've got some schmaltz, if you've been roasting meat during the week, you can add some of that flavour in as well. So truly it's just like a compost soup basically (laughs) and it tastes really good.
1: A balanced diet, which includes plenty of fresh fruits and vegetables, reduces our risks of developing a range of conditions like heart disease and diabetes. But when it comes to vegetables, Australians fall short of the recommended daily intake. In fact, in 2018, the Australian Bureau of Statistics reported that just 7% of adults and 1 in 20 children met the recommended guideline for daily vegetable intake. So, how can we learn to love our veggies and find joy in cooking with them? Alice is here to help answer these very questions. I mean, cuz you talk about the the kind of this movement, this change mm. in in people's cooking, and I think there is such there's, there's much more of a receptiveness these days to think about food, to think about veggies as the main course you know when you go to restaurants it's actually a viable and delicious alternative it's not Mm -hmm. kind of like the poor man's cousin you can end up with a a vegetarian dinner and you almost don't even realize and and it's becoming I think more and more not just accepted but celebrated yes where, where where do you think this has come from or why why is it that it's that the kind of veg as the as the new main course is becoming so much more acceptable
0: It's top down, bottom up Uh, from the top for restaurants. It's much more cost effective for them to hero the veg because vegetables are a great inexpensive alternative. It's also a fun challenge for chefs. Uh, Mm. There's only so many ways that you can slice uh, chicken, but Mm. there are so many more ways that you can cook with celeriac, with kohlrabi and um, diners are excited by it as well. Gone are the days where you can go to a restaurant and just get one big slab of, of, you know, a fancy restaurant, I should say. get one big slab of meat and just, you know, be happy. People want to see more. In fact, when I was a restaurant critic, I would look down a menu and I would find the vegetable dishes first because that would show me the craft of the chef mm. and uh, often they'd have their suppliers as well. So at the moment the reason why I think people are getting around vegetables so much is because we're also recognising through this pandemic how um, f- how fragile our food system is And Mm. that if we don't put our money where our mouth is, then we will lose the viability of our growers, our producers, uh, the people that are actually bringing the food to our table. So um, we can vote with our dollar when we go out to a restaurant, but we can do it every time that we put food in our trolley. And um, it's just a really, from a, a, a socioeconomic perspective, cooking with vegetables is much more cost effective from a uh, more of a sustainability, environmental focus, uh, being more veg forward is a much more sustainable way to eat. Um, and, and that's not to say, you know, there are some fantastic ethical meat producers out there that mm, I wholeheartedly yeah. support and give them my money and, you know, very gratefully um, cook their stuff. But it's not the big bit of my plate. It's mm. like the, um, it's the the accent.
1: You are right. I think once once people try it and, and and people I've spoken to, friends, family, you know, it sounds scary at first to, to reduce or to just, it's not about reduce, because the, the, the focus should be on the things you're enjoying and eating yes. more of, which is mm-hmm. all of this incredible Australian produce, seasonal, delicious produce. Yes. Uh, you're, you're able to do it at lower cost, which means you can buy slightly better quality mm-hmm. uh, v- vegetables as well, support local producers, support the supply chains that deliver that veg, Children, families. Yeah. So, so what? What are your thoughts? Because you're also, you, you know, among everything else, you're also you've got a beautiful uh, young one at home with with your partner. Um. Can I ask you, you know, what's been the journey? What are some tips for parents? Simple tips for parents in in taking either, you know, the other half or the little ones on the veg journey with you.
0: Mm, Well, I should say that before MasterChef and before I worked professionally in food, I was a teacher. So my background with kids and with encouraging them to think differently about themes that might seem boring at the time stems all the way from there. And my philosophy hasn't changed. So it's just the subject matter that's changed, but my approach hasn't. And my approach is to make things fun, to approach it from a really optimistic place where I am clearly enjoying myself and if you build it, they will come. But I should say as well that the journey to encouraging your child to have a wide palate and to eat widely and curiously eat your greens in front of them and Mm. not not ever in a way where you're not enjoying yourself. If you don't like the taste of it, change the way you're cooking it. Uh, It should always, like there's something that you can do to make it taste better. And I take it very seriously. You know, I think of my role for Hazel as her culinary curator. I am the custodian of her palate and Mm. of her experience of food just the same way as my mum was for me. And that is the best gift that she gave me and the best gift that I can give to Hazel. It's all in the delivery. It's all in that attitude. You know, we actually talked about that at the start, right? It's all in the branding. I cook exactly the same stuff for her as we eat. It Mm. might be slightly under-seasoned and then we season it at the table. Uh, If there's heaps of spice in it, then, or or chilli, I should say, I might pop the chilli on the table and Nick can add what he wants, my husband Nick can add what he wants to but it's our priority. It's our, that, that's what we value and that comes down to it. And if you're listening to this podcast, you value it too. A quick pause here to tell you about something exciting happening at Vic Health. On Tuesday 26th of October, we launched the Big Connect, our first major investment as part of Future Healthy. We know that the mental wellbeing of young people has taken a hit, and so we're going to create more than 100,000 new social connections for young people right across Victoria. We're calling for organisations to help us go big. We have up to $5 million in funding and up to $250,000 per project. So if you or someone you know is doing amazing work or has a great idea to improve the social connection of young people across Victoria, apply now. Applications close on Tuesday 7th of December. Head over to vichealth.vic.gov.au forward slash big connect to learn more.
1: Two quick questions from our audience. Um, so Tara asks, I tend to eat a lot of, uh, a lot of meat in my mm-hmm. day-to-day diet. What's the best way to cut down and incorporate more veggies? I think you've answered this kind of, but, but just give us a recap.
0: If you want to cut down the amount of meat that you're eating, buy a smaller cut of a higher quality and you'll find that you actually need to eat less of it to be satisfied. Uh, up the fat content of the rest of your meal, whether that be adding some crumbly cheese or um, a, a splash of extra virgin olive oil, mm. whatever it is, because the fat gives you a higher sense of satiety. And just kind of that, I think those are some some good ways mm. to kind of start to, and there are some really fantastic plant-based um kind of protein alternatives um my favorite one is actually tempeh i love marinated tempeh and i crumble that into a really great stir fry again you just don't even notice that you're not eating meat
1: next question is from rob i'm I'm not the strongest cook in the world so probably not uh not on Chef yet yeah. but i wanted to start making more vegetarian meals especially, uh, especially uh, because a lot of my friends are vegetarian mm. what would be your number one go-to recipe you've sort of answered this but if you want to give us one more uh, quick go-to.
0: i was just playing to my to the choir which is you with my italian, italian. flavor
1: I, but you, and you, totally, you totally had me
0: <laughs> i know i i see you <laughs> but what i will say is even to the point of like just a straight up vegetable soup um it, it, you actually can't get it wrong just as long as you don't put the cabbage in too soon um uh, you know, a really nice roasted pumpkin soup that you can then zhuzh up with some toasted pumpkin seeds and some crumbly feta, um, drizzle of olive oil, a bit of paprika. Oh, maybe some curry powder as well. Pumpkin loves curry powder. Yummy. Uh, Or cumin seeds. You know, the world is your oyster. And Rob, don't be afraid to let somebody else mix your spices for you. There are some really nice um, bougie spice mix brands. I'm not, I'm not saying jar sauce, but I am saying that if you want to grab yourself some mixed herbs, a great, little great. a little jar of it, um then and just toss your veg in that, that can already give you something, you know, a little bit of je ne sais quoi.
1: Alice, it has been amazing as always. You're an absolute champion. I think of all the people I've ever met around the world, you are the single person who is managing to make veg actually cool and fun <laughs> and exciting. Um, and just keep up, keep up the amazing work.
0: Thank you, Sandro. Thank you. And right back at you. It's a, it's a wonder that we get to reconnect in ways like this. So thank you for all the work that you do and looking forward to chatting again soon.
1: Thanks for listening to the In Good Health podcast. Find out more about the work that we do, head over to our website, vichealth.vic.gov.au. Oh, and make sure you check us out on social media under at VicHealth.